Hello, hello, and welcome to the ISV Society Podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan, and I am so excited to be here and chat with you. So first off, you may be asking, what is the ISV Society? Well, it's a membership just for ISVs, where we collaborate, educate, and generate leads in an affordable way. From webinars to blogs, as well as monthly mastermind meetings, these are just some of the ways we're working together. This podcast is also another way to bring the content to you. There'll be marketing tips and tricks, ISV guests, as well as fellow marketing professionals. Just think of it as your one-stop shop, all things channel marketing. It's all about the power of collaboration. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me and the ISV Society podcast this week. I am so excited to have another guest with me, Anya Chichirsky, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard her name before or know her. She has been in the channel just about as long as I have, and she is an amazing marketer and blog guru, and I am excited to have you here. Anya, welcome. Thank you very much, Amy. It's always fun to do projects with you. Seems like we've been doing a few of them recently. Yes, I feel like the BBC event was quite successful. I was excited to, we were able to bring that back after so many years. It's been, been a while. That's true. So before we get started, I would love for you to chat a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you like to do. Let everyone get to know you a little bit before we dive in. Great. So I've actually worked in the Microsoft Dynamics space probably just as long as you have since about 1999 um, in marketing roles at different VAR organizations. Um, I, I truly love the community, I especially coming from the Dynamics GP community, but then also working with a lot of the other product lines. And um, yeah, I miss, I miss going to all the events, seeing all the people looking for you at the booth and wondering what what interesting things you have come up with at the latest ISV booth that you're at, Amy. <laughs> um, but it's super hard for me to travel right now to any of the events if, you know, because I, a few years back, moved from Massachusetts to uh, Sofia, Bulgaria to do some volunteer work. And I liked it so much, my husband and I decided to stay. So we are doing the uh, digital nomad work from anywhere lifestyle and uh, living in living in Eastern Europe. That's awesome. It's it's really fun. I really enjoy it. I have absolutely no connection or background with Bulgaria at all, but um, it's been really fun to to live in a different environment for a while. I can I can imagine I'd love to be able to do that someday. Maybe <laughs> it's on my bucket list, <laughs> which is very long. <laughs> so uh, Let's get to let's get dive into why we decided to chat today, which was obviously about about the biggest topic that I feel like everyone is should be doing or needs to be doing or is doing is blogging and how important it is, the benefits, things like that. So let's dive into some questions and start with when did you start blogging and why? So Working at a Microsoft Dynamics GP partner at the time and in about 2009. And I came back from a Microsoft event and I told my SEO consultant for our website, I said, 
Microsoft says we have to have a blog. I don't even really know what that is, um, but that's what they say is the next hot thing and um, we should do it. And, you know, blogs were, were out there, but certainly not in our industry. There was probably some super creative artsy people that were blogging back in 2009, but, um, but not in our space. So he's, you know, the, my Dave Foreman, who was my SEO consultant said, well, as a small company, as a small bar, who's gonna read it? Who's gonna link to it? Who's gonna write the content? You know, it, it might be good for your ego to have a blog, but it's not gonna bring you leads, which of course is what we all want. So he said, if you know, if you had a lot of partners that all wanted to contribute content and links, that could be a very powerful blog. And so that's what we did. We started with 10 pretty visionary, um, you know, Dynamics partners at the time, and we started this group blog. And that's really when I started blogging as well um, on behalf of, of this VAR that I was working with. And I really enjoy it because I've always loved writing. And I, I really see how valuable um, blogging can be as a, as a strategy in, in amongst all the other things that are out there. So, so yeah, I, I would say that my start of blogging was, was back in 2009, and that is now my, my thing. And you never turned back. <laughs> never turned back. <laughs> I couldn't even count the number of blogs I've written by now. And I can imagine it's been topic, which thousands. is crazy. <laughs> And I still feel like a lot of people still struggle to wrap their head around it, how to start, what, where to start, what to write, things like that. So if you want to just touch a little bit upon that, because every, I think even I do struggle with topics for blogs and what should I write about and what content does people want and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think that the, some of the reasons why blogging is so beneficial is to keep in mind and that it makes it easier to incentivize yourself to keep writing, right, is that blogs can last a long time. Um, I am really shocked by the amount of traffic that I see my blog members getting from, you know, blogs that are several years old, and yet they're still drawing in even hundreds of sometimes thousands of clicks every month. Um, because people are still looking for those, those keywords and they're still then seeing that partner as the writer, hopefully going back to their website, seeing as the expert. You know, and you can compare this to you and I, Amy, probably did some awesome lumpy marketing campaign back in the day, but as good as they are, you know, that direct mail piece gets thrown in the trash and, and you start again. But with, a, with content that's online, digital marketing, it's, uh, and blogging specifically, that content lasts and really works for you for a very long time. So I love that about blogging. Um, it's really a way for you to show your expertise to the market um, more so than, than you could on, on just your website space. And a lot of times you can use it as a knowledge base for customers, for prospects as well. So if you're answering the same question, you know, on every single sales call, every single, you know, time a customer calls, they're asking you these same things. If you document that in a blog post, you can send that to them as a link and say, hey, here's the answer. One, it saves you time. And two, I think it also makes you look more um, reputable because they realize, okay, this isn't the first time they've answered this. Um, they're not answering off the top of their head. This is, this is documented. They know, they know the answer. 
Um, you know, and, and from a website perspective, websites love fresh content. Um, and when you have a blog on your site that's continually updated or regularly updated, I should say, um, that's going to strengthen the SEO power of, of your website because Google likes to see that, that fresh content. So I think sometimes it's just hard for people to, to come up with ideas of what to blog about. Um, and sometimes I'll have partners or ISP partners tell me, oh, you know, we have, we have nothing to write about or we don't have time to write or we have nobody to do the writing. Um, and those are all valid concerns, but they're definitely challenges that can be overcome. Um, so, for example, when people say, I have nothing to write about, they absolutely do have so much information trapped in their minds or in the minds of their billable consultants, but they might not be able to ever get a billable consultant to, to write a blog post. That's understandable. People try bribery and all kinds of things, but it can be very yes. difficult. So um, a method that works really well for me is to actually um, record a subject matter expert uh, person giving me the answer in an interview style. So I'll call them on the phone, say, tell me, tell me a question that prospects always ask you. Tell me about a specific trend that's going on in this industry right now. Um, tell me why your product is better than XYZ or why this function is, you know, uh, you know, works in more detail, things like that. Things that they can very easily answer off the top of their head. I record them and then I click submit and I submit it to a transcription company. I like rev.com. Rev.com, and in a couple hours later, I get this transcription back as a Word document, which I can then polish into a blog post or send to an inexpensive writer because they don't need to come up with the ideas; they just need to be able to polish them up to sound good. Um, so there's tons and tons of content out there for uh, trapped in people's <laughs> minds yes. that that the marketing person can get out right because the marketing person poor marketing person, they're tasked with, you know, writing blog posts and they don't know what, what, what should we write about? So they really have to tap into those, to those people that are on the front lines. Um, you know, I think going, accompanying the salespeople, listening in on demos, which is now with the online world so much easier to do with Zoom and everything, listening in on that, listening in on support calls, being part of, some of sometimes some of those chats that go on online to see really what is it that our prospects and customers are asking and how can I turn that into a blog post? Um, you know, another thing I would say is that sometimes people think that every blog post has to be this amazing award-winning post. Um, you definitely do want those. You want to spend time on some good some good meaty posts. And for those, I would say things like comparisons do really, really well. People love the word, even the word comparison in a title. You've probably seen that too. It mm -hmm. really well. Um, or versus this product versus that, or this feature versus that. Um, so spending some time on, on really getting some nice juicy content for those is, is excellent. Anything with pricing is very good. Um, things on on niche articles, niche industries can do well also. But then also, I think just for regularity and consistency, it's good to think of having blog posts that are maybe easier to to churn out, so to speak. Like uh, 
summaries of ebooks, um, transcriptions of webinars, recorded webinars that you've done, uh, transcriptions of videos, um, summaries of maybe an event session you went to, even a curated list. Hey, here's the top five um, tips about, you know, distribution industry we did last year. Boom, boom, boom. So that way you get those blog posts out regularly. Um, so people are seeing you, prospects are seeing you more often, and then and then supplementing it with that good, you know, those those good solid posts as well. <laughs> I think it's good, you know, at least quarterly, maybe do a brain dump of just a bunch of topics and even reach out, send an email to the company and say, hey, send me a bunch, send me a topic, you know. Like get, I, I feel like you do need to get the others in the company involved, whether or not that's a big role or a small role, but everyone should be able to help out in some way, shape or form. Because it, you know, it, it unfortunately does rely on the marketing person to get a lot of it done and a lot of the legwork part of it, but we should be able to use our resources as well to, to meet those blog goals that they have. Absolutely. I mean, just one good brainstorming meeting you know, with, with members of not just the marketing team, but like you said, more people in the company, getting them involved and then figuring out, okay, these are some topics who potentially could answer these. And then using that interview style to, to get the answers. Um, I think you could come up with a lot of content. Also case studies are amazing, but sometimes they're hard to get the customer to agree to their name being used or it takes too long. So um, just doing kind of mini success stories where you talk about, we worked for a, you know, manufacturing company. You could say the area if you want to, but you don't say their name. So you get to tell the pain points and the benefits without needing to maybe get permission to use their, their yes. logo and everything. It can be faster. Definitely. And also, you know, Obviously, blogs don't always have to be about your product and services and solutions. It can be about your company culture. And if you volunteer as a company, if you're at an outing, if you have like a, a day, company day, company meeting, whatever it may be. Also, I think it's important to try and incorporate those types of blogs and so that people can see you're human, can see that side of the company and relate to you in that way too. So I don't want people to pigeonhole into thinking they always have to write about their products or services when there's tons of other content they can incorporate in there as well. That's a great point. And you know, that makes me think of a very controversial point in blogging, which is the length of blog posts. Mm -hmm. So SEO is not an exact science and there's a lot of experts out there that have different opinions. Um, and some people say, you know, blog posts must be at least 1500 words in order to be, you know, effective for SEO and, and the search engines. Um, and, and personally, based on my experience, I don't agree with that. I have seen much shorter articles, you know, three, 500 words that actually get a ton of traffic on our sites. And we have thousands and thousands of articles on our group blog sites. Um, and, and based on that, I, I don't think that you need to always have these long articles because you have to think about your reader as much as you think about the search engines, right? And right. and people don't always want to read a really long article. And it may be overwhelming for your team to publish that. But if you have a nice short article about, 
um, an event you went to, some kind of charity work your company's done, you know, get it, get it out there. Don't worry so much about the length um, and optimizing it for every single amazing keyword advantage. Um, just get in the habit of, of getting those articles published. Uh, and I'm a big fan of shorter blogs as well. Personally, yeah. I don't write reading longer ones unless, you know, unless the topic really requires you to write the longer blog. But I feel like most topics you can get away with under a thousand words, even under 800 words too. Just, and, and sometimes more, less is more. Yeah, is more. exactly. Exactly. I agree. So let's talk a little bit about um, the benefits of group blogging sites, because obviously that's been a main focus for you and talk about the, blue, the group blogging sites that you have as well and how someone could become a member and sign up and what that entails as well. So I started the ERP software blog, like I said, back in 2009 and it worked very well. So we started the CRM software blog and those are for Microsoft Dynamics only, um, VAR and ISV partners. So we have about 150 members that are participating and it's really, um, you know, the theme is to try to help help people use that power of the group. So the, you know, the high tide all ships or whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that we can, um, by having your out on a very large site with a lot of traffic and a high domain authority, that it helps your site raise in the search rankings. It also drives more traffic back to your website. So you're getting a lot more visibility for your content by posting it on a group blog. I mean, I definitely think there is a, is a place for posting content on your own company blog. And that's a question that I get very often. Well, why would I post on a group blog? I should just post on my own blog. Yes, but sometimes I use the analogy of like a local newspaper and a national newspaper. When you put, a, you put an article in a national newspaper, you get an audience that you maybe expect. These are people that, that know about you, they're in the same area, you wanna make sure you're in front of them. A national newspaper, you're potentially getting a much larger audience, people that haven't heard about you yet. Maybe you're listed with a bunch of other um, competitors and things that you know are in the same space that people might be looking at. So with our group blogs, it's again, it's that larger audience, you're listed in directories with probably quite a few of your competitors that um, you, know, you wanna be seen there when prospects are looking. Um, I also think there's a bit of like third party credibility, right? Because when somebody goes to a blog on your own website, they're expecting you to say that you're great and everything's wonderful, <laughs> but they see your articles out on other sites, larger sites with other partners, and you are really showing your expertise, perhaps in a specific niche. And they can say, wow, you know what? This company really knows what they're talking about. I, I want to learn more. I want to go to their website. Um, I think that adds something in, in, in a prospect's mind when they keep seeing your, your message in different places. So we charge a, a monthly fee and there's no commitment. We try to, to keep the fee low because I've always worked at partners and I want it to be accessible to small partners as well. And um, we, you know, recommend that people look at the referral links that are coming back in from the group blog sites, their website to try to, you know, prove some ROI and equate to what they might be spending in pay-per-click and things like that. But um, 
it's erpsoftwareblog.com, crmsoftwareblog.com. And then our third site is erpcloudblog.com, which is um, a site that we started a few years back to, to allow blogging, group blogging for partners and um, represent Acumatica, um, Sage and Tech, NetSuite, all those um, other vendor products as well. So that's out there. So those are the three blogs. And if anybody wants more information about them, you can go to groupbloggers.com, which is the site where we talk about the benefits and the pricing. Uh, or you can, of course, email me at any time, Anya, A-N-Y-A, at epsoftwareblog.com, where I'm sure Amy can link all my profiles and all those things in there. But um, I'm always happy to talk to people about blogging. I can go on and on for days about, you know, ideas and writing and marketing and blogging. So <laughs> Me too. happy to chat anytime about that with somebody and, and give them more information about the group blogs. But we've really seen our, a lot of our members have really excellent um, value. I would say that almost all of the 10 members that we originally started with are still members of the blog today, which is really nice. And is. I know the company that I worked for that I was blogging regularly and posting on the ERP software blog, um, the stats that we were able to, to measure were always very impressive. I bet. So I'm a <laughs> of course. <laughs> Me too. And I feel like, you know, yes, you should write blogs on your blog um, site, but by being in the group blog, you're going to include links to your website. So that just means you're going to drive more traffic to your website, which everybody wants as well. Right. We're trying hard this year to try to build more of a feeling of community as well. We have a members only LinkedIn group and um, do social media promotion for all of the posts on our site. You know, try to highlight some of the ISVs and when they sponsor events and different things like that so that it it really feels like the companies that are members of the blog are are part of something special. I do like your emails with the monthly stats as well as the trainings that you provide too. Great. I'm glad those have been helpful. Yes. And I feel like everyone could use training on blogging, SEO, keywords, everything like that just to you know, give ourselves, our blogs, a little more of a boost to make sure we're doing the correct things because when you, know, you can write some great content, but if you're not doing the other elements that it requires, it might not be as successful as you'd hoped it would be. Absolutely. And one of that being the yeah, blog titles. <laughs> yeah, So if we could true. just touch a little bit on the blog title, because I feel like a lot of people write this, you know, write these great blogs and then either they get stuck on the title or they want to do something crafty and exciting, but sometimes that's not always beneficial. Yeah, that's a great point, Amy. The title is really where people should spend the most amount of time and thought um, is, is crafting a very good title that's attractive to the reader and also the search engines. So that's not easy, right? But I often recommend to my blog members that you need to think, if I saw this title by itself, standalone, would I know what it's about, who should read it, what they're going to learn? Um, is, it, is it clear enough, but also catchy enough so that they're going to want to click on it? And also, does it have some good keywords in it mm -hmm. so that 
search engines also are going to want to categorize it in the right way. So um, it definitely takes some thought to make sure that, that that title is strong. I know when I write posts, I always write the titles last, and I'll usually write multiple titles and then think about it for a little while, come back later and 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 think, okay, this is this is the one I think is the best, or I'll ask my my the co-founder of the blog, Dave Foreman, I'll ask him, okay, which is the best for, for SEO, you know? So that's a very important thing is to spend enough time on your titles because I've seen blog posts that honestly aren't that great, but they have fantastic titles and they get a ton of traffic. Mm -hmm. Do people bounce and, or do they stay on the page? That's another question, but at least right. title is what got them there. So you need to, to spend the time on that. I agree. And I use a tool called the headline analyzer and that is free. So you can use mm -hmm. that to help with, they give you tips and ideas. Numbers are great to include. Some of those emotional or power words, they like to call them are important. So one of the blog titles that, you know, comes off the top of my head that I created is five affordable ways for ISVs to generate leads. So, you know, you have the number of affordable as a, like a power emotional word, and then you're telling them what they're going to get when they read that blog. So it's very descriptive. Yes. Yep. And another tip is to not always include a number like that in the URL of your blog post. So your URL doesn't have to match your title. And a lot of people don't know that, but if you can keep the URL a little bit um, less specific, then you can go back later on. If say you wanted to make that six tips, 10 tips, um, in the future and, and to re-optimize and refresh the post. If that's a really powerful post that gets you a lot of traffic, maybe you want to expand it and add some tips to it. Um, and if you keep your URL flexible, then, then you have the ability to do that. That's a good tip. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm going to take my numbers out. <laughs> numbers and formats also. So you wouldn't okay. want to have um, like video or infographic or something like that in your URL might want to go back later on and actually change the content a bit um, and maybe take that video out if it no longer applies. It's an old demo, but you want to keep the URL because a lot of times that URL is linked to from other sites. It has a lot of power. Um, so yeah, URLs have power. You don't want to lose them and you want to kind of make them um, evergreen if you can. That's great to know. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so I guess we can wrap things up. I, again, want to thank you, and I appreciate you for joining me this week and talking about blogging, and I hope everyone understands how important it is to have a blog strategy and incorporate blogs in their marketing, and I think you've nailed it on the head on how people should get started, the benefits, and you know, group blogging sites is the way to go. Awesome. Thanks so much. I hope that I will get a chance to connect with a lot of your, your avid podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thank you again, Anya. Have a great Bye, day. Amy. Bye. Bye. Bye.
You've just listened to another episode of the ISV Society podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe and or share with your team. I would love to also hear your feedback and share any tips and tricks or topics that you'd like to hear in my upcoming episodes. Have a great week.